Hey everybody, hope you're doing well. It is uh, Thursday, January 20th at 1029. Uh, Purdue has lost to IU. Uh, if you come on this this feed, this site, um, this channel very often, you know that um, I predicted Purdue was going to lose. Um, and Some of it was gut feeling, some of it just kind of being logical that sports are cyclical and um, Purdue was due to lose a game versus IU. Um, some, I don't know if you say magical or whatever, um, crappy things happen in Assembly Hall, and this was, this game was no exception. Um, but it wasn't like some of the games we've seen uh, at IU in the past, where you know just mysterious foul calls mounted up. I mean, Purdue got into foul trouble early, but that really wasn't the difference maker. The difference maker to me, more than anything, I mean, like literally on the boiled sports. Um, intra, you know, conversation. We have a text thread we go through and we talk about, well, this could be the reason that um, this could be the reason they lost or this could be the reason they lost. I mean, you could point like five things that earned Purdue this loss. Purdue got exactly what they deserved and that was an L. Um, I'm not a person who thinks the sky is falling after this game. I've, I'm past that. Um, the reason I'm past that is the things that I've seen already this season have already shown me um, the deficiencies that Purdue has. And these deficiencies keep rearing their head. It happened versus um, Rutgers. It happened versus NC State. It happened versus Wisconsin. It happened versus Nichols. And it happened versus IU. The biggest one we see over and over and over is that Purdue's on-ball defense, Purdue's guards, um, defending a guy who's scoring or dynamic or whatever are uh, they're deficient their their defense looks horrible and this is funny to watch as a Purdue fan because we've for years seen really really good defenses um, doing a good job and having the ability to shut a team down at the end but over and over and over again when Purdue's needed a stop this year when a guy has been hot they haven't been able to do it the parallels of this game um, the Wisconsin game and the um, uh, the Rutgers game are, are pretty easy to draw. You have one guy who was dominating the entire game, and that one guy at the end of the game, Purdue couldn't do anything about him scoring. The really crappy thing in this one is they had the chance to, to close this game out just with a rebound or um, – they could have done a lot of things. And IU went for the win, which I respect a lot. Um, the first time when Tennessee shot the three and missed it, and then they got the ball out of bounds, and I tweeted, they're going to go for the win again. <clears throat> and, of course, they did, and they put the ball back in Tennessee's hands, and this time he hits it. Um, so it's it was extremely fitting that Purdue loses the game that way because Tennessee was the problem all day for Purdue. The... Um, uh, there are other problems, though. Um, one of the big problems that this is two straight games where Trey Williams has been just off. And he's not a jump shooter. That's the thing that's weird. When a guy's off like this, um, he's missing badly um, in the blocks. Um, he's not taking contact well, which has been kind of his strength the whole his whole career. Um, he's not... Um, He's not effective right now. And the funny thing is he's way off. He had an air ball from about five or six feet out on a turnaround in the closing minutes, um, which was a big – it was a big air ball. Uh, 
Jaden Ivey tried to do everything he could in the second half. And let me let's here's another thing if you want to look at just different things that caused this loss. Jaden Ivey lost his cool completely. Um, I use atmosphere was too much for him to take. I use Galloway, who I'm sure he's annoying. Uh, he looks annoying. Uh, he wears lip gloss all the time uh, and has fancy hair. But um, I'm sure he's annoying to play. And Ivy kind of made a statement after the first half when he lost his cool. But first, before he made that great statement, he decided to shove him down for no good reason with a ref right in front of him. He's lucky he didn't get thrown out of the game because I think some refs, they could have done that if they really wanted to. But they chose not to throw him out right then. But the game of flagrant, um, it, it, it funny thing is that was specific play really didn't hurt Purdue all that much because I think IU came down they got they had two shots and the ball and they came away with one point from that possession but that was a fulcrum point if you really look at the the trajectory of the game after that IU went on a run um, Ivy was out of the game with the second foul Painter wasn't going to put him back in for multiple reasons and um, IU built a lead and uh, I think they got up to double digits then Purdue chopped it down to nine or something before the end of the half Purdue came out in the second half. Ivy right away cut that lead down with with three point shots, and I think Sash had one. Um, but um, but the same problems kept coming up, and that is that that defense is just atrocious. Purdue's inability to stop a, a guard who is hot or is looking for a shot or whatever I want to say. The reason a lot of guards get hot versus Purdue is because they're so bad rotating on the three on the pick. They go the wrong way every time around those picks. They seem to go on the underside, which leaves them open, and then they get a hand in the face after the ball's away, which is really bad defense. I want to look at some stats, too. Okay, another thing, if we want to say another reason Purdue lost, um, free throw shooting. It's horrible. And we, we've talked about this three or four times after games that uh, you play with fire when you don't hit free throws, but Zach Eady's free throw shooting was abysmal. And um, we'll talk about this. I haven't looked at the stats yet. So I'll look at them really quickly. I'll react to them. I already know uh, most of what I'm going to see, but uh, maybe there'll be some surprises that make me want to vomit. Um, let's look at that real quick. I'll walk through them with you guys. Um, so final score, of course, 68-65. Uh, Purdue falls to 15-3. and They're fourth in the nation. Um, I don't care. Right, let me make this clear. I don't care about the individual losses. What I care about is the mounting losses and the fact they're losing to teams that aren't very good and this hurts their seeding. That's it for me. Like, to me, I always wanted this team to just be peaking in March. But if you peak in March and you get like a six seed in the tournament, it's all going to be for naught because you're going to run into a buzzsaw, a team with a very dynamic scorer again who Purdue will struggle mightily against. And sure, it's obvious that Ivy can turn it on and off, but Ivy had a half where he was almost ineffective. I think he had two points in the first half and then 19 in the second. He's done this like three or four times where you've seen a big half and then nothing or nothing and then a big half. This has happened over and over. There are lots of things you can point out to why Purdue won, uh, lost this game. If you're making excuses for why they lost, like, uh, well, if this would have happened, they would have lost. I don't care. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it on Twitter. I don't want to hear it anyplace else. Purdue deserved to lose, so they lost. Um, IU improves to 14-4. and four. That gap's not that big between Purdue and IU. Purdue's best wins in the season. Let's look at this. This is important. This is something I've been thinking about a lot. Purdue's best wins of the season are Villanova and Illinois. Purdue doesn't have a big, deep bench of quality wins because the game, the North Carolina game that I think we all thought was bigger than it was, North Carolina's bad. 
and they're showing it over and over and over. Um, Rutgers is a okay loss right now because they've they've stolen a couple good games, but um, it's not a great loss, but it's an okay loss. IU is going to be a tournament team, clearly, if not a decent tournament team, but they're going to be a tournament team. This is the first time they've been able to win one of these games that kind of they lost the lead. They've done it over and over where they lose a lead, and then they the game finally ends with IU losing. Purdue couldn't get over the hump. Every time they got near the hump, they would roll backwards. I kept saying that on Twitter. I was like, dang, have it. they got to get over the hump. But the killer instinct is not there with this team. The killer instinct seems to be with one guy in a game. Sometimes it's it's Williams and sometimes it's Ivy. But we really haven't seen this entire team play a good game in how long? Two months? And so the thing that we all loved about this team so much, the depth, it's not a thing anymore. Let's look and let's I'll show you the proof right here. So the starting five combines, they got 13, 12, 21, 8, and 7. Great. The next five on the bench... Two, two, zero, zero, zero. The offense isn't there. And then on top of that, many of those guys that are coming off the bench, many of those guys that are coming off the bench, their defense is just crap. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. It was great that they played good defense for two straight games. Really, that's what they did. But this game, they were right back to being an awful defensive team. Okay, so Gillis played solid. Gillis has played solid. Three for four from three. He's been huge in keeping Purdue in games. He really helped it. Help them scratch and claw and get back in the game. 13 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists. Uh, Edie. Edie, 12 points, 9 rebounds. That's excellent. 2 for 7 free throws. And I think 2 or 3 of those were front ends of 1 and 1s. Purdue finishes the game 41.2% from the free throw line. 7 of 17. There, you don't deserve to win. Right there, that's enough. So we could say right there, that's enough. Now let's go for further, because we, we talked about this. Ivy played a good game, 21 points. He went 5-7 uh, of seven from free throw line. I think he missed a couple important ones, but 5-7, by far one of the best uh, free throw shooters on the team because Purdue shot the ball at crap. Um, uh, he went, uh, let's see, Ivy went 2-6 for six from deep. Um, he played a solid game. I mean, like, he tried to carry him back. I can't be too angry at that. I just wish he'd put two halves together. I keep saying this. If he put two halves together, Purdue's going to go through a team and beat him by, by, like, 30, like they did in Nebraska, but it'll be a respectable team. I really believe he'll do that this, this season. He'll get, like, 35 points, have two good halves, and Purdue will beat somebody by 30. I think it'll happen. Uh, Stefanovic, uh, three for 10 from the field, one for seven from three. Three rebounds. Uh, let's see. How about this? How about another senior? Trey Williams. 15 minutes of action. Two points. Six rebounds. Four turnovers. And I would have given him a fifth turnover. I don't know how he only gets credit for four turnovers. Other guys. Newman, Morton, Hunter. They all had a turnover. They all played well. Hunter played for 16 minutes. But Hunter, zero points. Zero assists. Zero steals. A rebound. So... When you have seniors that disappear in big games that they know are important, that matters, right? And on the other side, you had IU scratching and fighting and clawing for everything they had. Good on IU. They, they lose Trace Jackson Davis multiple times for to foul trouble. He was out of the game. He only played 11 total minutes, and they still found a way because Rob Fennessy was left alone time and time again. He was making shots, but at some point, somebody's got to say, all right, this guy's not going to score. I'm going to do something about it. Purdue couldn't do it. He looked like Michael Jordan. And it's not because he's Michael Jordan. It's because this is what Purdue does versus teams. We've seen it over and over again. 
Congrats, Rob Fennessy. Congrats, IU. They broke the streak at nine. That's great. Um, I don't think I'll have a lot of people watching this tonight, but if you're watching, thanks for watching. Um, thanks to our sponsors, Martin Vintage, um, Gridiron Metalworks, and AJ's. Appreciate you guys. I This is a tough thing to sponsor because I'm so pissed. Um, I Like I said, I thought they were going to lose, and I still am angry, and I tried to wait a little, time, a little while just to cool off, but um, I didn't cool off enough. And um, like I said, Losing to IU, they were due. Purdue was lose, uh, due to lose to IU. The problem that I have is the the losses are starting to mount, and it's going to hurt their seeding. I think they're playing with fire, and that's my big thing. I just want to look towards March and see what's happening. But before March, there's a big process in front of there. There's a lot of games left, and Purdue doesn't seem to get, be progressing in a linear fashion, meaning the defense isn't getting better. The, um, the effort is inconsistent. I mean, IU, let's see. Uh, well, Purdue out-rebounded IU. I'm shocked at that. 39-30, to 30, Purdue out-rebounds IU. But it felt like at the end, Purdue really wasn't doing a great job rebounding. Um, IU was scrappy. They played defense. They extended all the way out. They made it difficult on Purdue's guards. Um, they they were the opposite of Purdue because it was like ball pressure, guys away from the ball, uh, defending passing lanes. They were, they were great. Their defense was excellent. So... That's about it. Um, wow, a lot of comments here. I'm surprised we had that many people live, but um, wow, a lot of com- uh, lot of people here. Um, people say it's time to uh, PS96, PKT says time to restart the streak. I don't think there's going to be another streak starting just because it'd be highly unlikely with um, with the, uh, the team next year. I'm not going to say they're being a full rebuild, but you're going to have a lot of freshmen that are being relied upon. So that's going to be a tough thing. I think two or three fre- – we're going to have at least three freshmen that if they're not starting, they're playing significant minutes. So it's going to be harder. So I wanted this streak to, to go till next year, but it didn't work out. Nine wins is pretty good. Historically, like I said, that's like the second or third longest winning streak for Purdue. The longest winning streak in the series is IU at 13 and Purdue at 12. So it's a pretty good streak, especially in this era. Um, let's see. Yeah, Peyton Slater is a great point. Ivy pushing Galloway reminded me a lot of Payne hitting Stefanovic in the face in the Illinois game. We went on a big run after Payne hit Stefanovic, and now you went on a big run after Ivy pushed Galloway. Completely agree. And I think the parallels, there's another parallel, and that is it was just a frustration play, and it wasn't a basketball play. And that's why I think that was so important. Like, I, I thought they could legitimately throw Ivy out of the game at that point. Um, I mean, it wasn't like... It wasn't a fist. I mean, it was not that hard of a push. And Galloway is an amazing actor. Uh, he dove like hell. Um, and that's what he does, though. I mean, this he is he's like Brian Cardinal without the talent and with lip gloss. So um, good on IU for having a guy like that. Because I, IU fans love him. He's not a good basketball player. Cardinal was a good basketball player. But he's a guy that gets under people's skin. So that's important. Um and they're transitioning and trying to be a team that's grittier and works harder. So they look like it. They, they outwork Purdue today. Um, let's see. Anything else? Um, a lot of comments on here. It's hard to sift through them. Anyway, um, thanks for tuning in. Really do appreciate it. And um, uh, hopefully uh, Purdue can figure some things out. But I think these things that they need to figure out, they needed to start showing that they were figuring it out earlier. And – I don't know how many wake-up calls you can get before you see that you have a major problem and you got to do something about it. This defense is in 
in shambles and maybe there's nothing they can do about it just because the roster is what it is. The problem that I have with that is not that Isaiah Thompson isn't the best defender or that even Ethan Morton isn't the best defender because those two guys, like Thompson's small and Morton isn't the quickest guy laterally. Eric Hunter is absolutely essential to produce defense. And when he is not playing the way he did two years ago, producing big trouble. They show it over and over and over. So if there's going to be a cure to this, it's going to be Eric Hunter playing defense. Ivy's doing everything he can now, by the way, on defense. He looks like a different guy. He's got to keep his wits about him because there's going to be more games that are frustrating, more road games that are that are hostile. It's going to happen again and again. Can't lose his cool like that. If he does that, I mean, here's the thing. I think him losing his cool showed a lot. You had a bunch of guys that had some problems keeping their heads. That's pretty obvious. So, um, but onward and upward. Uh, the next game, uh, Purdue will play. I'm a little scrambled here. Purdue plays Northwestern uh, on the 23rd at 1 p.m. So that's on Saturday, um, and that's a good chance to get back on track. But Northwestern has just beaten somebody. I can't remember who it was. It was noteworthy. Then they got at Iowa, very tough place to play, versus Ohio State, then at Minnesota. I always try to break the uh, season down into a series of, like, four-game, you know, stanzas. I think it's easier to look at it that way because it's such a, such a gauntlet. Um, but Purdue has a lot to improve. That's all I can say. A lot to improve. For a team that's fourth best in the nation, they're going to drop after this one. Um, Mike Woodson before the game said this, I'm not selling the players on, uh, what do he say? I'm not selling the players on this being a big game or whatever. I'm just telling them this is just one game. And he's full of crap. Uh, he either is a liar or he was lying in that case to the media. I think it's just the latter there. I think he was just trying to not make it into a big deal publicly, and I think it was a huge deal to him. I think they saw it was a huge deal to him. They played with bigger energy. Painter played or played it close to the vest, was even keel pretty much. Um, and Purdue, when they got into that uh, shark tank, they acted like the pressure was on them and they hadn't done it. Let's really think about how many tough road games Purdue's played in. Like They played Illinois, and they did a really good job fighting off a hostile crowd, but they haven't played in a ton of them. And when they have... It's been tough on them. Rutgers was tough on them, and that's not a tough place. So road games are going to be hard for this team simply because you have a lot of guys that have not played a lot of road games. And then on top of that, you have seniors that are disappearing. I keep saying the same thing because that's what's killing me more than anything. And I'm sure it kills those guys. I think those guys are competitors. I think Trey Williams having two straight games where he looks like dog crap probably bothers him. Wow, I'm up uh, near 20 minutes. Have a great evening. Thanks for sticking around if you're listening or watching. Appreciate it. Uh, it's a tough thing to do if you're a Purdue fan. If you're an IU fan, welcome. Congratulations. Have a good evening. Talk to you soon. God bless you. Hammer down.